Welcome back to a Friday edition of Locked On NFL Draft. We're going to get you ready for games to watch this weekend, as well as taking a look, deep dive, the linebacker position. Who's the big standout? Who are the other guys that need to compete? Where is this going in the NFL? We're going to get into all that coming at you right now on Locked On NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked On NFL Draft. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And as always, I'm joined by my guy, Ryan Tracy, host, also host of Locked on NFL Chiefs. And we really want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And as always, your second listen of the day should be Locked on NFL Chiefs or Locked on 49ers, which I'm the host with my guy, Brian Peacock. All right. But today, man, we're getting into these linebackers. And Nicobe Dean, he's one of the first guys that kind of jumps off the charts to me, just, just from a physical standpoint. But a linebacker playing for Georgia. And I mean, that's a stack loaded defense. I mean, front end, uh, the second level back in, they're pretty loaded, but Dean is someone that has stood out. And from the moment I watched him, I'm seeing the guy and I'm like, okay, he, he just fits in today's NFL and what they're looking for in linebackers. And again, we'll get into that in a little bit, but the thing that jumped out right away, his side to side range, his speed. I thought that he did a really good job of, playing some match defense where they had him lined up against receivers that were in like trips, uh, mm -hmm. having to run with guys up to scene. Uh, they play man coverage with him where they motion guys into the backfield. I mean, out of the backfield, split them out wide. He'd be man coverage there. Did a terrific job covering there. I just thought like watching him consistently over and over the high motor, the, you know, relentlessness to, to run. Thought he looked good, man. And I know that's one of the linebackers that a lot of people are talking about. Yeah, and they should be. I mean, and that whole system really sets him up to be the tip of the spear for that defense, right? Because you have the big front, you have edge rush, you have guys at the back that can sustain their coverage, that can keep their mirror long enough for him to really be the guy that teams want to go underneath. They want to try to get away from these two aspects of the defense, and he's right there all the time. You mentioned side to side. I also feel like when he does get to a drop specifically – and he's able to then plan a foot and accelerate. I think that sets him quite a bit apart from the rest of the linebacker class in just being able to accelerate and get to where he's going. Whether anybody else knows it or not, this is what makes him the standout prospect in this linebacker group to me. Yeah, one thing that was, I don't want to say concerning, but you know, we've talked about his side-to-side -side ability, the high motor, the speed, all those things. But I thought... It was interesting when watching him against the run, and they used him a bunch of different ways. I mean, they, they were blitzing him. They were having him come off the edge, blitzing him straight up the middle. They He was very versatile in his usage, but against the run, and I think this is something that we might see more often with some of these linebackers because they're smaller coming out. I thought he did a good job of being stout when taking on blocks from offensive linemen, mm -hmm. but his shedding was a little difficult. Is that something yeah. that might concern you when, you know, you're kind of looking for a linebacker heading into the NFL? Yeah, because at this level, I, I agree with you, and, and I know exactly what you mean. Like, he he survives the contact pretty well, but he doesn't get loose and make the plays off of it all the time, right? And so right. at that next level, 
once you let a professional guard get his mitts on you, you're in a lot more trouble at that level than you are here, right? So yeah, you you got to be. I, I think it's just a for me a simple matter of of hand fighting of having the the motor that it's like oh now I'm engaged I got to get off it I think he's capable I just don't think that's exactly what he has to do in order to be a big time player at the level that he's at. And I talked about him like you know potentially being you know a pass rusher he's not a guy that's typically off the edge but we've been watching a special linebacker in the NFL right now and Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys you don't think he'll be used in that type of role right I mean we're talking about Parsons a guy who He's play, he can play in the middle. He's playing on the outside. You know, they're actually using him as a legit edge rusher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something that the NFL might be looking forward to uh, moving forward. I mean, and Parsons, I mean, we haven't talked enough about what he's doing as a rookie. I mean, this is like, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to football at this time, but I'd assume that this is what people that the linebacker from the New York Giants look like. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. That might be a stretch. Like I would use him, like you you mentioned. And I'm talking about Lawrence Taylor, by the way. My bad for anybody. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I wasn't even gonna take his name in vain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I like the way that you blitz him, right? Like I think honestly for him, and if you look at some of the old school like Steeler defenses, right, the, the replacement type zone blitzes where you're dropping an edge out, maybe you're sending him on a delay from an off-ball position, right? And maybe you can get that done, especially with the give and take that you put the, the tackle in that situation when you drop the guy out in front of him. But as a, as a pure edge, I don't, I don't know that I'm doing that. I do like him inside, though, especially if you're scheming it up enough that you've got a slant on or something that allows him to have a little bit of a crease rather than having to play right into the lineman's chest. I think he can be an effective blocker at the next – I'm sorry, blitzer at the next level. I think so, too. And speaking of blitzing, you guys need to blitz the gas stations right now. And I'm talking to all my Locked On NFL Draft fans. I'm here with an incredible app that everyone needs to use and buy their gas through it. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app at your App Store or at your Google Play Store right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at a pump ever again. Get more on your gas and your money by using GetUpside and getting that money back. Again, all you have to do right now, download the free app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. And if you are someone who drives a lot, there are people making up two, $300 cash back a month, every month just from using this app. And it's super easy to cash out. You can use your bank account, your PayPal, your e-gift card, your Amazon account, whatever it is that you collect money in, use that. But first, make sure you download the GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Again, I mean, you have guys getting up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on their first tank. So right now, go use that. Promo code TOUCHDOWN at GetUpside. Do that right now we want to continue kind of talking about some of these linebackers and really the way the nfl is going with these guys because they're they're, they're so versatile now you know i remember growing up and watching like the levon kirkland's like just these big massive linebackers and then you have one freak in brian erlacher who was like this hybrid guy but then they played him at middle linebacker and he was one of the great linebackers of our time but I'm so used to linebackers being like a little bit more stiff in their movements, kind of these big bulky guys. 
and kind of more suited towards these power run games where the NFL right now, they're going a little bit smaller unless you're playing against like the 49ers who still use a fullback. But most of these teams are going smaller. They're spreading things out and you need linebackers that can really cover in space. And in turn, guys are getting smaller. They're getting faster. They're almost built like strong safeties. I talked about Nicobe Dean, like he's not a big guy. What's something that jumps out to you about the way that this NFL game is transitioning with the linebacker position? I, I completely agree with you. I, I made a joke a couple weeks ago to somebody that uh, that the NFL is now running just, you know, seven safeties on the field with four linemen, basically, is what they're doing. Because <laughs> you take a look at, at years of old, right? Now, Urlacher was, was a sizable man. <laughs> I, I think he actually put uh, more height on post-college than any linebacker that I can remember. But the interesting thing to me is you take a look at, say, Dean that we already talked about, right? six foot, maybe not even that when you, it comes down to actual measurements, 225. You're talking a strong safety in the 90s. You're, you, I mean, you're talking Ronnie Lott. You're talking Dave Dewerson. You're talking like some of the classics that were not much bigger than that. And at this point, it is about the movement. It is about what you can do outside of the box. The box is almost an afterthought at this point. There are a number of teams in this league that will sacrifice the run with smaller dime quote unquote backers that are really just strong safeties because of those coverage skills, because they know that the proclivity of, of 11 personnel of even going empty at times, like the number of passes attempted in this league is just changing so dramatically. The number of players that you have to have on the field that can turn and run. Yeah. And we talked about Dean. He does that extremely well. I think that's something that's going to be definitely asked from these linebackers more and not so much be stout against the run. Look, I, you know, I cover the 49ers. I watch guys like Fred Warner and, you know, he is the 6'3", 6'4", linebacker. He's around 235 pounds. That's still kind of slim, right? Mm-hmm. That was like Taylor Mays uh, type height weight, but he's playing middle linebacker, right? Not even like on, on the outside as an outside <laughs> linebacker. So this is a guy that people are like, oh, why are some of these guys more vulnerable against the run now? It's like, well, they're not like big, right? They're not these big, powerful, stout guys. And you look at Fred Warner, and I just talked about his measurements. He's actually one of the bigger linebackers in comparison to other guys that are coming out and that have come out in recent years, like uh, Smith that went to the Bears, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a speedy, rangy guy, but again, smaller in stature. Do you think that's something that will continue? I think it will for a certain point at, at some point here, like we've seen the explosive run games in college this year. I think the pendulum will come back a little bit in the NFL as well. And you look at some teams that have, have not gone that direction. Um, the Indianapolis Colts in particular, Darius Leonard, Bobby Okereke, a guy that I think went undervalued in his draft class. They're more of the, the sizable can take on inside the box type guys. They're making that defense work. And I think as teams start to come back and find that when you play these deep coverages all the time and you don't have the explosive plays that you need to get back to some of the run to try to force teams out of too high looks, I think those linebackers are going to come more handy. And now we talked about like just linebacker getting smaller, but then you have Devin Lloyd at Utah, who some people have as high as the number one linebacker on their board. And he's listed at 6'3", 235 pounds. After him, you have guys like uh, Kingsbury from uh, South Carolina, 6'4", 260 pounds. But then, you know, it's like, well, is he a a Mike? Is he somebody that's going to be an edge rusher? Is he going to be that outside linebacker? Is he going to be a 3'4"? backer or or is he a 4-3 outside backer? I mean, they're going to have to try to make those type of decisions with some of these guys that are 
a little bit bigger because they're not as quick in space. They're not going to be as fast. They're not going to. They're going to be a little bit more vulnerable in space. And again, I talked about already. That's where the NFL is going. So some of these guys, they're, they're going to be kind of forced to be more of edge rushers. Yeah, I, definitely. And Devin Lloyd, I'm glad you bring him up because he's a guy that I like to watch. And folks, you may have a chance to see that. I believe ABC this weekend, uh, the early evening game. It is Oregon against Utah. You're going to get to see him on the field. And I think you'll you'll come away pleasantly surprised at the movement skills for a guy that size, who I think now is as we get into the hybrid thing, you can start to see like Zayvon Collins was a, a great prospect, but he wasn't that kind of move guy. Right. Whereas I think that middle ground is starting to come out where you're getting athletes that are a bit of both. And he, he's a guy to keep an eye on. There's, there's a number of guys to watch this weekend. I think we're going to get into more prospects to keep an eye on in these games coming up next. Right. And as we head into kind of the Thanksgiving time, make sure you guys, you know, we're going to have pies. We're going to have all these different foods and everything like that. But Still take some time to get a little healthy. And the best way to get healthy but still get your snack is by using Built Bar. And if you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't really taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself. Most of these protein bars out there right now are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to eat. But a Built Bar is covered with 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into one, you'll know you eat something that's different. It's more than just a great experience. It's something that you'll really enjoy. In fact, you'd swear that you're eating a candy bar once you bite into one, all right? Bill Bars are low in carb, low in calorie, low in fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits of everything that you want, and on top of that, it's just really good. And probably not as bad as some of the pie that you're going to eat for Thanksgiving. So another great thing about Bill Bar, they are mouth water and flavors. They have a bunch of them. All right. Raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, which is my favorite, my wife's favorite. And then there's double chocolate and cherry barcia, which my daughter loves. All right. So how are you going to get all these flavors and try them out? Test them out. You're going to go to built.com and use the promo code lock 15 and get 15% off of your order. All right. Again, use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. Uh-huh. There you go. He see they're so good. Uh-huh. We got we got Ryan over here. He's eating the he's eating the built bar and the wrapper at the same time. Right. Hey, <laughs> it's just fiber. It's fine. Yeah. So um there are a couple games that you know stand out this weekend. One, you have Ohio State against uh Michigan State. Yeah, I, that's a big game over there in the Big Ten, two, you know, highly ranked teams. Yeah. When you think of that game, you think of some of the prospects in this game, who's the first person that comes to mind? For me, it's the running back, Kenneth Walker. Uh, you know What can he continue to do? He's, he's approaching 1,500 yards on the season. Stand out. A guy that, that I didn't know before this season. I, I don't generally scout ahead on running backs. I want to see what they do that, that season that they're coming out. So I think he's got a claim here at the top spot at his position. Um, one that we've talked about in the past, but I, I am intrigued by what he can do at the next level. And I'm going to – I haven't gotten a chance to watch them a whole lot, so I, I'm really intrigued by that one. Who are you keeping your eyes on? Well, I mean, I'm going to be watching Kenneth Walker as well. We're talking about a guy right now. First of all, as a prospect, 5'10", 210 pounds. He's actually one of the semifinals for the Doak Walker Award. So that's awesome. Obviously being recognized as one of the best running backs in the nation. 17 touchdowns, over six and a half yards per carry right now. He's somebody I'll be watching. But also in that game, yeah, I mean, we've talked about these guys. (laughs) Olave, we talked about – 
uh, Wilson. Who's going to start to separate themselves? And the crazy thing is they're not even the leading receivers at Ohio State, right? <laughs> so there's another receiver that's been more productive. I don't know if these two guys, uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, are kind of maybe taking the attention, you know, uh, taking all the attention and freeing up their uh, their fellow receiver. But who's going to start to separate them as the better prospect? Because heading into the season, a lot of people were saying, oh, well, Chris Olave, he, you know, he's a top five, top ten pick. They're looking at him like that, and deservedly so. He's a guy who is catching bombs from Justin Fields just a year ago and was making all these explosive plays. But Garrett Wilson, he seems to be the guy that's kind of taking over that role. So I want to see, you know, he had a huge game last week, uh, three touchdowns receiving, a touchdown rushing. How does he follow up with that, especially in a game that is as magnified as this one? So I think I'll definitely be watching that. Now, there is another game going on that a lot of people probably be paying attention to. You have Arkansas Razorbacks against Mm -hmm. the Alabama Crimson Tide. And there are, you know, I I watch a lot of wide receivers, defensive backs. There's a couple of receivers that I'm interested in. Hmm, Yeah, Jameson Jameson uh, Williams, receiver for Alabama, number one. And this is a guy that kind of came out of nowhere. You know, you had Mechie, who was supposed to be the guy who took over after the two, you know, previous guys left last year, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. And it's like, oh, Mitch, he's potentially going to be a first-round pick. He's, you know, catching balls downfield for Mac Jones. He's doing all this, like, great stuff. And James Williams comes out of nowhere. He's a transfer, and he says, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> and he takes all the shine. He's actually Alabama's leading receiver, and not just the leading receiver. He's been a terrific pro prospect. This is a guy who's a junior, has kind of come out of nowhere. He's been explosive. He's smooth. They're utilizing him at all levels of the field. I've been extremely impressed with him. And then on the other side of the ball with Arkansas, you have Traylon Burks, guy from Arkansas. And I live in Arkansas. Traylon Burks from Warren. It's about 20 minutes up the road. They love him. He's an intriguing prospect, 6'3", 230 pounds, and he's not your traditional guy. All right, we'll get into more of Traylon Burks, but I want to know, are you looking forward to watching any of those guys uh, from that game? Yeah, for sure. And I want to see the balance. I want to see Mechie, like, see if he can take a step forward again, get a little bit more back into that conversation of what we were talking about preseason, where we might see him. That could be a big difference maker. I'll tell you, there's a number of other games that uh, there's guys in that game that I'll be watching too, because I'm kind of focused on linebackers this week. So you have Christian Harris that you got to watch when you're watching Alabama. Uh, Henry Tutu, I think that's how you say it. Sorry, Henry, if not, I'll get it. The transfer from Tennessee to Alabama. (laughs) There we go. See, you made that easier, didn't you? Okay. (laughs) Those are, there's a pair there to watch. There's also a pair uh, at Utah. We mentioned them. And then I want to, two other guys just to stand out, just to finish the linebacker group, check out the Penn State game for Brandon Smith. And the guy that flies under the radar for me, because you don't get many prospects out of Wyoming, right? They're playing Utah State this weekend. And his name is Chad Muma. Check him out because he's got the size and I think the ability to get into the next level. I haven't done this film yet, but I'm really eager. I should be able to get that game live. I don't know if it might be me and five other people to get Wyoming live, but uh, I'm going to give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think when it comes to like Wyoming prospects, I'll probably be waiting until the all 22 comes out, see if we can get someone this on this guy. But Man, I'm excited about, you know, this weekend's slate of games. We kind of covered a lot, especially from this linebacker position. I'm going to start paying a little bit more to these guys. And, I mean, the this, this season, I mean, we're, we're, we're deep in this thing now. And now we're going to start to really dive into some of these evaluations. Right, right now it's just about, you know, just kind of keeping our eye 
on certain prospects, seeing how they're doing throughout the season, but evaluating them as legit NFL pro prospects, that stuff is, is going to start to come in the next month or so. So we appreciate you guys kind of rocking with us, staying tuned here. Thank you for making us your first listen. And please, if you haven't already, for your second listen, you got Locked On NFL Chiefs, Locked On 49ers. All right, make sure you guys tune into those things. But until next time, we'll see y'all. Peace.